I'm Brad. I'm Justin. And I'm the Cinemaiden. We're just three friends, quarantined, chatting movies. We are the Cinema Guys. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of The Cinema Guys. This is the first episode the three of us have been together in over a year. Can you believe that? It, actually, I will tell you, it does not seem like you've been gone. I know. It doesn't no. feel like I've... So I was just telling someone today, like, it feels like I never left. You were just on an extended vacation. It's so, like that year just didn't happen. Are you like the moon landing and you actually never, you were always in an apartment mm, like just mm, over in Norwood yeah. or whatever? I, no, yeah. I was actually in Middletown. <laughs> Middletown. Okay. Oh yeah, guys, look outside here and just pray <laughs> that we've never seen that skyline. Yes. And you just did it happen That's to be like, I'm going to get up at like the same time they are, but pretend like it's daylight. And I'm going to have a, a sun lamp outside my window. Yeah. That's a lot of work to yeah, that's the a lot ruse. of planning. I, I'm, a, you know, I'm, some I'm pretty just impressed. Need to hide, you, know, though, so. you know what? I mean, that's how they did the moon landing. It was all just on a I Hollywood know, set. I know. I want to say uh, props to you for for putting that much effort into it. Yeah. Props for my prop. Man, a whole year. <laughs> you really stuck to the thing. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Quit your job, sold all your stuff, man. I mean, even you and had your parents like thinking you were gone. Yeah. Wow. That was, that was the point. Well, if this is your first time in, <laughs> you just got a full story. Over, you know, what what the cinnamon was doing for the past year. Yeah. Mm. Now you know. I faked it till I made it. (laughs) Well done. Well done. This week, Justin, would you like to know the uh, book report for the week? Yeah, I'm actually quite interested. I don't even Mm. know what we're doing. What's our thesis statement? We are talking the Netflix movie, The 40 Year Old Version. Not to be confused with the 40-year-old virgin. Do you know that when I suggested this movie, I didn't get the joke and I only got it today? Oh, really? Really? I actually thought, I was like, are we, I when you first said it, I was like, we're watching that Steve Carell movie, I guess. I You're like, no I've idea. seen this one. Why, why, why well, are you watching this and one? Don't you feel like it's sort of stealing away from, they're so wrote of the main character, she wrote it, then directed yeah. it. Like, it's stealing away from her and what she did and Sundance to call it a Netflix movie just because they happened to buy it. I mean, they're the ones that purchased it to distribute it so people could see it. I bet someone else was going to do it if they didn't. They probably just had the highest offer. But most likely. So good on so her. So in the end, she did sell out. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, that's the whole story. <laughs> we'll get to that. But we are going to talk that movie. Atop this on black and white movies. As always, we're going to end with at-home recommendations. Easy schedule tonight. Nothing uh, big. No. Well, let's jump into top this. So like we said at the beginning, we are going to do our top three black and white films. Hold on. We do top lists? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Well, that's a great idea. Let's, okay, I'm going to make a list. Let's do it. Who wants to start it off? All right, I'll start it off. Cinemaster. Yeah, my extended reign this year. My number three in particular order is, I actually saw it a couple years ago, but it's old Alfred Hitchcock film, Rebecca. Oh. Uh, and mainly, not it has nothing to do with it being black and white, but I just like the film and, and I, I thought it was great. I'll go next. Actually, what's yours? Roman Holiday with uh, Audrey Hepburn. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I don't know that movie. That's Classic. the problem with this category is like there are so many probably really good Classic. old, old movies. films, yeah. and I don't, oh, yeah. I don't really. That's my spend only a lot old of, one though. I don't spend a lot of time with them. My first one is a little newer. It is Good Night and Good Luck. I like that movie. Uh, is that Clooney? Clooney, George yeah. Clooney's in it. Yeah, really good. My number two is Sin City. Oh, you uh, jerk face. No, it's good. Uh, <laughs> That's my number two. It was so perfectly done because it did match Frank Miller's oh, yeah. art from Sin City. Yeah. Uh, Mickey, Mickey I, Rourke was a great Marv in the oh, movie. Oh, perfect. The one image that I always oh, have stuck in my mind. Is it creepy Elijah Wood? It's creepy Elijah With Wood. With his teeth and glasses <laughs> yes. and stuff? Oh. I always, I was watching Fellowship of the Ring last night. I was like, but you were also that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, because he plays... Frodo, so like his teary eye, like helplessness, is so good. And I was like, man, he's a well, good I actor. Just a good actor. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Radio Flyer, where he was an abused kid? Oh, it's so good. And he's like a little. He's like little little Elijah Wood. So good. Huh. I have not seen it. All right, Cinnamon. What do you got? Number, number two. Sin City. Oh, oh yes. okay. So you both. Devil Sin City. Why don't you take Sin, Sin City, City two? two? No. Okay. No. I actually yeah. never saw Sin City two. This one was good. So my number two is. An indie film from the early '90s, and it's Pie. Oh, Pie's really it's good. Really good never, I've never heard of it. <sighs> is it P-I or P-I? P-I. It's P-I, the yeah. well. It's actually just the symbol. Yeah, oh, symbol? he's a yeah. he's a mathematician, and, and he goes crazy. He's gone crazy trying to figure he drills out a hole life. in his head. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. God, it's a really good movie. It is a really good movie. That's a good one. That's I the soundtrack that. is awesome. My number one because I loved it the first time I saw it. And I never understood why it was black and white, but now I know they were just kind of. Being artsy and poor is Clerks. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Really good one. Is that the one I couldn't guess? Yeah. Kevin Smith. I thought that, you would have guessed it. Kevin Smith. Yeah, you probably, must have rolled right away. Clerks. That'd probably be an honorable mention on my list. It's, I actually never saw Clerks 2. Oh, is it good? Really good. Is yes. it? Oh, I don't yeah. know why I didn't watch it. I just didn't. I should. Anyway. There's a, there's a whole Lord of the Rings piece in that movie oh, that's I, amazing. Why, so I have seen that like okay. clip. Okay. Um, because there's, there's a only, couple. Yeah. There's only one return. That's of the Jedi. Of the Jedi. Because uh, they do another <laughs> Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars in. No, no, it's Clerks 2, where they're in movies. Are they in movies doing it? Yes. And he's like, walks. Like, yeah, 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 he, yeah. He's talking about the ending of Return of the King. Yes. It's real funny. Ashley, what's your number one? Numero uno. Pleasantville. Oh, see, that, so I'm pretty jealous of that pick because I didn't think of it. And if I would have thought of it, I actually would put it as my number one. It's uh, I love it. It's Spider Man and Elle Woods. Um, See, I wouldn't call her Elle Woods. I would be like Tobey Maguire or Spider Man. I would say probably, and then I would call her. I don't think I'd go with Legally Blonde. I haven't seen it, so I couldn't. Cool intentions, maybe. Yeah, that's what I do. That's that's a great movie. (laughs) Boom! I just actually watched that not too long ago. So good, mm. so good. I loved Ryan Felipe for a long time. Yeah. Are they? They're still married, right? No, they've way divorced. <gasps> what? Yeah, her daughter looks exactly like her. I'm so freaking sad. Wild. They divorced. Yeah, I know. What sad. about uh, Freddie Prince and Sarah Michelle? They're still together, right? Yes, they are. They are. <sighs> man, there are still but good Buffy, things in the world. Buffy, there are still Buffy's good things still in the world. With her man. So Buffy's still with Bill. Would you consider it a full? Since it's not fully black, and but white. it doesn't go black and white until or full color to the end. True, that and is true. The very, very beginning. There's color. just spurts of color throughout. Whenever they quote unquote like sin, there's they see color. When they do something like what would be in when that world considered wrong. 
but they're not wrong. Nothing's wrong. Also, it's all expression. Painting is accordingly right. Really so wrong. I'm saying nothing's really wrong. It's all expression <laughs> or exploration of your body. So, but in that Pleasantville world, it's and they start missing baskets. It's like a it's like a <laughs> town. It's like a town like Footloose. Leave it the Beaver. It's, they just want to dance. No, yeah, Pleasantville is a great movie. My number one. I'm sure you guys know what my number one would be. Black and white film. No, 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 it's a classic. Night of the Living Dead. Oh, was that black and white originally? I hate that fucking movie. One of my all-time favorite horror movies. I, I hate that movie. Why do you hate it? I hate that movie because it freaked me out when I was younger. Oh. But Night of the Living Dead is one of my all-time favorites. I watch it every year during Halloween. It's my is that go-to. That's Slow Zombie, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How George, do they even George take over? How do Slow Zombies win? Because they're like slower than Walking Dead zombies. I mean, you get enough of them, they're going to eventually overpower you, right? Do they like knock or down houses or something? Or they're so slow, like you don't know if one's behind you and you just get surprised. you have any uh, honorable mentions that didn't quite make the list? No, I mean, definitely now that Pleasantville would have scooted something. Uh, you know, I obviously thought of Schindler's List. Yeah. That was a big one. Uh, the Man Who Wasn't There, Billy Bob Thornton's a Coen oh, okay. film. Okay. is one that I thought of. I was thinking 200 cigarettes, but that's not black and white. I think I was thinking uh, the one that you mentioned with George Clooney. Oh, good night and good luck. Good night and good luck. And then what was, there was, there one was a lot of pi- smoking. Uh, what in that was movie. the one? Was it the piano? No, not the pianist. A couple of years ago, John Goodman was nominated for the uh, the artist. Oh yes, the, the, artist, the artist. Yes, I I had Psycho, another Hitchcock movie, oh. which is really good, and probably I could have picked. Any of the classic monster movies like Frankenstein, Dracula, The Mummy. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. <laughs> they did the mash. So it I mean, was a any, uh, smash. Any black and white? I'd also put, no. I- if you haven't watched this version, they call it Logan Noir, and it's Logan in black and white. Parasite 2. Like the whole movie, just the whole, black and white? The whole movie, just black What's and white. What's the purpose of this? It kind of it just fits that style. They also did it with uh, Mad Max Fury Road. And? There's a black and white version and? of it. Which makes sense because Mad and Max what? the video game was in black and white. I know. You said Parasite. Mm. I have not watched that version. Oh. So this will, I guess, lead into our movie. Like I'm interested in, there is a black and white that's like makes me feel vintage And then there's a black and white like the movie we watched. Where it's I, done for I a purpose. I can't even, like I don't really stop paying attention to the fact that it's black and white. I forget that it's black oh. and white. Oh, yeah. Because well, it's so clear and crisp. Yeah. Before... We jump into that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. say, become a patron of the show, and you could give us a top this yeah, to do. Just throw it at us. Yep. You can make us say things. And it don't matter if you're black or white. <gasps> Bang, Thanks, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Just go to patreon.com slash the cinema guys, and you can become a patron. Let's talk the 40-year-old version. Any more thought on what kind of play we want to write? Remember, if you put in nothing, it'll be nothing. Like your career? Remember this face? She was one of Spotlight Magazine's 30 under 30 playwrights to watch. We watched, but where'd she go? How are you? Archie tells me you're teaching. How's somebody who ain't had no real hit gonna tell me how to write a play? She ain't no Tyler Perry. Did either of you know anything about this movie going in? Negative. I had never heard of it until literally you're like, hey, watching this, and I had to go find it. I had 
heard of it and I knew it was getting a lot of buzz, but I I hadn't watched a trailer or I didn't know it was a black and white movie at all. What kind of buzz was it getting? I I mean, it came out of Sundance. Okay. So a lot of people were saying how great it was. It was a lot of people put it on their their top list of Sundance. It was Ooh, like one of the best movies I saw Academy there. Academy potential. I think I think if those possibly were a thing yeah this year? yeah those were a thing this year. Mm. Wait, they're not doing it this year. I, mean, I think they pushed it to February, which probably gets pushed to two thousand twenty-one. They got pushed to April, and I mean, luckily there's no year, movies so. coming out. So they're gonna be so like. Do you think they'll include the movies of this year and last year? I mean, all the movies for twenty twenty. No, probably it'll probably. I don't like know how far movies. when uh, their cutoff will be. Yeah, let's talk uh, the 40-year-old version. All right, so before we go full Bruinsies, as we like to do, give your rating of the movie and any quick thoughts you have on it. I thought about it for a while. I liked it a lot, but I give it a four. Four Zs. Four stars. Yeah. That's that's big for you. Yeah, it's big. I mean, Hubie Halloween got three and a half, so. Are you serious? Uh, uh, hold on, but this is the thing. I watched it with a room full of 13-year-olds who were rolling at all the jokes, and it made me enjoy it more. Like, I think it's not made for us. It's made for 13-year-olds. I watched it by myself and thought it was dumb. Did you watch it, Ashley? (laughs) No. There's a scene where Adam Sandler's riding a bike, and he's at night, and he's trying to find somebody. He's like, I'm going to say Marco. You say Polo. And he's like, Marco. And someone in the background just goes, Soul. and like the 13 year olds in the room are like that's the funniest thing they've ever heard no. and so <laughs> i'm like sitting here thinking i don't think this is great but i love that these boys all think it's funny like so that's I, that's I, what made me give it the three and a half i i fully understand i've watched yeah. movies like that like with my kids and they're yeah. really into it and i'm like eh, but i enjoyed yeah. it more because yeah exactly if i had watched it by myself no, i'd have been like all right all right, Cinemaiden, what did you give the 40-year-old version? Three and a half. Three and a half? The, it got taken down a half because I don't think I'll ever watch it again. But I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was good. All right. Bradford? I gave it a one. Whoa! No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I Maybe gave, we should talk about who I you're voting it, for. I gave it a four. A four? A four. Wow. That's high for you. I really liked this movie. I thought it was. You were super apprehensive. I was. I I kind of. I had heard of the movie, and then when you suggested, it, I was like, fine, like kind of thing. And I'm like, well, what about? Why don't we do this one? Why don't we do this one? Mm. And when watching it, I really got into it. Yeah. Like, I thought it was funny. I connected with her character of turning forty because I've been there. So, have you? Have you? I know what it's like to be a black woman from Harlem. <laughs> I know. I know what it's 40. like to be a black woman from Harlem turning forty. Um, <laughs> we really connected. Yeah, no, and that—that's my four <laughs> had a lot to do with. I—I I was into the story, like ooh, and like like I yeah. think I texted you oh, guys. Yeah. I had to stop it right when she bombed on stage. I had to go take a kid to soccer or something, and I was like, ah, I don't. I was afraid to turn it back on because, like, I don't want to watch her bomb on stage. I wanted to watch her and be awesome on stage. For, for those who don't know what this movie is, because I had no idea at all going in, she is a playwright who is getting ready to turn forty, and she hasn't done anything in years. So people know her, her name. Life. She doesn't like it. She wants to do something different. Yeah, and she decides to uh, get into hip hop, become a rapper. Yeah. yeah, she was good at it when she was younger. Yeah, yeah. and so, she's good at it now. Yeah, and she was good. Interesting that you used the word hip hop. 
I would have never said that. You would have never said hip hop. I would have said rap. Rap. Hip hop to me is like Miley Cyrus or something. Like what? That's silly. Hip hop's like no. Hip hop is not silly. Hip hop is like Wu Tang Clan. All right, cool, 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 man. Right. I'm just saying. I just always called it rap. That's hip hop. Yeah. I. I mean, rap. To me, rap and hip hop kind of go along the same lines. I know they I don't. don't I don't know, man. Cool. The only thing I did think is. So I was trying to, there's obviously lots, lots of themes. And I thought maybe there was too many themes. Okay. Because they I weren't all hit. Like, and some of them were really on the nose. And so, so there was something with gender, definitely something with age, certainly something with race, with genderfication, with being from Harlem. Yeah. Uh, the movie's black and white for a reason. There's something with sexuality. There's only one there's piece like, in the entire movie that's color. But it was almost like, okay, what are you are you trying to say everything here? And it might have got a little lost some of the message. Cause even her play was saying something that the movie wasn't saying. It was something that it was a whole different theme. Yeah. And then so was the theme theme selling out? Was the theme gentrification? Was the theme turning old? Was the theme reinventing yourself? Was the theme not listening to naysayers? Was the theme following your heart? Was the theme uh, Couldn't it be all there was of a I think it was all of it. I said, but not you can't do all of that great. You can do all of that very like so there was a, I so there's I think there was a few themes that were greatly done. The age was the best yes. one. Yeah, yeah. That's what I actually related to. I think um, yeah, like the change of sort of okay, I got to do something different. I I dug the race things. Actually, the race thing that was going on in her play, I thought was actually really interesting. But there was a lot about sexuality that I thought just probably was pretty shallow or missed the mark. Between all her, the, her and the her students, the, no, all in her, in oh, her students. And the students. Like every student w- okay. wanted to talk about genitalia. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, and all their plays. They all like, wanted oh, to do plays about hitting. that, and like, like what is that saying? And she had the one student who was just angry. She broke through to her at the right. end. So yeah, there were there was a lot of stories and messages and throughout the entire movie. That didn't bother me so much though. Oh, it didn't bother it did, me. It didn't I bother just me was at like, all. oh, that's some of that's. I just thought I wonder if it's throwing too but like much. Like I, I, I said, feel, I, no, I feel like our lives like. We all have multiple like huge storylines oh, yeah. going on at one yeah, time, yeah. so it's. I feel like it's all a little right. simplistic to just be like, "Oh, well, you need one storyline going on in your life at, at a time." Right. So she no, has I, like a she has all these different things going on in her life at one time, and that was probably part of the reason that she was feeling overwhelmed at turning forty. Like, there's so much going on, mm-hmm. and I still feel lost with myself. Like, what do I do? There's all these things happening. What am I going to do? And all these people around me have their own many storylines that I'm involved in and I'm a part of. Hmm. Yeah, like her uh, her agent guy who yeah. was like he was just sticking with her. And then realized, you know, he could have been something more. And then her students have their own storyline. So those, she's obviously intertwined with those. And so they can't just laser focus on one without yeah. acknowledging and giving credit to the other ones that she's also part of. All right. All right. And for she me- said it was kind of, a, sorry, Brad, it's kind of autobiographical. Autobiographical. Oh, Autobiographical. Yeah, Rada, she. I can't say that word. Wrote and directed it. I wrote and directed it. And starred in it. And she's it, and it did say that it is kind of autobiographical. So I what I wonder <laughs> what piece of art she did that sold out like the play. I'm interested in that. Probably the movie. This movie? If we're gonna get if we're gonna probably figure out like she sold out to Netflix. Mm, 
It's not. Yeah, it's, but this movie was already made before she like sold it. It's not like she um, did I don't know it if, to you sell don't know, out. You don't know if Sundance said that we're going to sell it out. We're going to sell it to somewhere or something like that. So my one of my questions is why do you that's think an unlikely story. they chose black and white? Well, the story is about gentrification. And the whole play was about gentrification. That's about black and white, right? Yeah. They they made that they made that stupid storyline in there about black and white, and she was like, "I don't want it to be about black and white. I don't want it to be about the colors." But they're making that about colors, and like you're questioning why didn't you choose color, and so she's probably trying to take that out of that. True. All right. And I when like you that. do make a film in black and white, like you're not focusing on a certain color or yeah. a way. Something I wouldn't looks have known the one through. girl was Hispanic if they didn't mention it several times. Mm. So maybe she was trying to take the race aspect out of it. At first, when I found out it was a black and white film, I was like, oh, sometimes black and white films are good, especially like newer ones. And then sometimes I'm like, Roma. I forgot about Roma. (laughs) Um, Here's my other question. In the play, obviously the play was over the top and dumb, but... There was a couple lines where I was interested in like what, where you, so the one line that the white woman kept saying. Soy milk? Not the soy milk. uh, (laughs) Was, oh, isn't this about loving your neighbor and loving each other? Which I was like, well, that's obviously a good thing. But in this play, it wasn't a good thing. And for everyone there, it wasn't a good thing. But why would you say that would not be a good thing? I think that a lot of white evangelicals coming to man bringing up the evangelicals i'm just saying because that's like a kind of like a thing it's like oh love your neighbor right it's like an evangelical kind of thing to say so you white evangelicals going into lower income era areas to gentrify them essentially mm-hmm. and so that's always their mantra of like oh i'm a christian it's love your neighbor oh, but then yeah. you see, see her being christians like christians stay away from gentrification because they're afraid of black people i don't think so <laughs> All right, all right. And also they use that as like the guise of like, oh, well, I'm here to like do better things for your neighborhoods by bringing more income into mm. it and loving your neighbor. And I want my soy milk though. Okay, so I, I, that's not how I took it, but that's interesting. I could also be totally f- wrong. Oh. So I took it as you need to love me, but as I'm coming into your community, I'm not loving you but I need you to love me. So I'm asking mm-hmm. you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. So I'm not willing to put up with your shenanigans or your not having soy milk, but you need to love me because I do love soy milk. That's mm-hmm. sort of what I was thinking. And I was wondering where I, I see, see that, that. I in see our that world yeah. where I'm like, oh, we want someone to love and treat us a certain way, but we're not willing to... I mean, I see right now in politics, right? We want the other, the, oh, well, they need to be like this, but you're not willing to also be like that. I think, I think, I thought it was interesting. That was my favorite point of the movie because I see it so much in our polarizing world right now. I want you to wear a mask and I don't want to wear a mask. Like, no one's giving, everyone's just wanting the other side to do what they want. And so I, I liked that. Was actually my, I liked that part. Of the film, in she, I didn't think religion was a part of this film at all. There's no there was even things. a lot of there was even a lot of that in her real life with especially with her and her, you know, her friend slash agent of like you're gonna do what I want, no, you're gonna do what I want, kind of thing. Like where she wanted a certain way or a certain thing because they always wanted her to. When are you gonna write this one movie for or this one play for me? Yeah, and he kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, and she didn't want to do it. 
but then in the end she finally said she would. Did she not end up doing that other one in the end? No, I don't think to, so. Was she he the one guy wanted her to write the play about the, yeah. the one lady? Yeah, no, she didn't. I think she kind of blew her Done with any opportunity yeah. with that. I, I, I'm glad the movie didn't in this way, but I thought it, I thought the trope of the movie was gonna be like, all right, she's gonna Eminem it in the end, like at our, oh yeah, yeah. like uh, on stage and drop the mic, and everyone's like, oh, she's amazing. But we never got to. <laughs> I love like, that she got super high and was just like, yeah. yo, 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 yeah, yo. and it's so hard to watch because you're like, we've already seen her be really good at it, and we know she's good. I didn't see the love interest coming in, her and oh, that guy. I did. As soon so as he was... So I thought he just respected her. Yeah, no. so did I. I didn't and I see thought a love he liked, all. just really thought she was had potential to be good. I thought he was like... Because there's that one scene where he was like bored listening to the rapper mm-hmm. in his room. And he and that's when he called and texted her. I was like, oh, he thinks there's something interesting in, in her skill and her thoughts. But I didn't realize that he actually like was attracted to her and liked her. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't get the attraction here. I thought he was more attracted to you know she's the older woman and he really liked her her rap and right. everything else and wanted to know more of her, not like a romantic attraction. Because that was twice in the film where a younger guy, half her age, wanted to yeah, to get with her because she had the the student. Well, no, it was the third because she had two students who wanted to. Yeah, to then the get with guy. her. Oh, and the homeless guy. <laughs> I love, I love the homeless guy. I actually liked the old woman and how she talked to the homeless guy. That was um, well, actually that. So the homeless guy touched on another theme that I think our friend Candace has touched upon. Uh, different films where there's always the what is it? The, what do they call it? The mystical. What did she call it? It's basically like like there are like a few roles that like people of color play in a film. Mm-hmm. It's like okay. the mystical yep. one yep. or like the help. And oh, that was like right. the two roles that they played a lot. You're in- either Morgan Freeman giving great advice or you're the janitor who, yeah. you know, cheers you along. Yeah. So I think that I loved that scene where he was like, what do you think I'm going to f- sit here and tell you oh, that I was sandwich. a food artist right. once and I'm down on my luck. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. give you all yeah. this. That's not f- me. It put you know the mayonnaise on my sandwich. That's great. I actually Whoa, didn't. Over didn't, there. Sorry. That's what he was saying. I didn't <laughs> pick up on that, but that's actually really good. I did like that they included that. That's the first thing I thought of when. I thought of Candace when mm. I her stay, saying that. I think that I, I did. Her. I did love that scene where he went through that, and then it was like, put the put, put the, the mayonnaise, mayonnaise on, on both sides. sides. Crusty ass bread. What are you trying to choke <laughs> me with this sandpaper bread or yeah. something like that? I also liked the richer the white person, the more free they felt they could talk or say things, especially racist things. Also, can we talk about the white people, the white rich people in the audience? of the play and they're like getting into like the hip hop. Yeah, they were the mm. ones getting in the hip hop and nobody like, else was. White people do that they to do. Hamilton. We do that Whoop. to they Hamilton. Freaking, yeah. How many white, I I only know white people who love Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. They're like, oh, I listen to the CD every day. Or they don't say And you're CD, right. Yeah. They're right. I mean like, yeah. that was right. This is this is such a well, smart rap. When, when you Excuse sit there, me, Obama liked it, okay? so When you sit there and think about it, there were a lot of the stereotypes in the movie like, with the the older white ladies, the the homeless guy, even that you had the gay best friend who was yeah. in the movie who was Asian. Asian. So he had his own perspective of uh, hardship as well. Yeah, and he kept talking about how you know his family wants him to to find a good Korean, and yeah. and, 
It reminded me of the uh, Hulu show Woke, where it's the main character in the beginning who's a comic book artist and his his fans are all white. And he was making it, he was being syndicated. And so there was a lot of people coming, oh, hey, man, it's great to see a black man doing this and doing this. And he's like, I don't want to stand for anything. I just want to be me. I don't want to have to be representing anything. But in that show, that's the wrong point of view. Uh, but it's interesting. It, I feel like there was a lot of that in this too, where I was like, oh, I wonder, I find myself as a white male, I'll see something like this and I'll, oh, I get it, but I never get yeah. it. Or, oh, we don't truly there's something get that was being said that until someone else tells me, I'm like, I would have never thought that. Because I'm still thinking about the woman in the soy milk. Man, what a horrible person she yeah. is. Like, So it's I. it was really easy for me to immediately identify the white person and look how wrong you are. The rich white man, the ri- white ladies dancing, the white lady in the film. Oh, and I can talk about them all day about how I can vilify them because they're wrong. I don't really know how to talk about some of the other plights of... Yeah. Because I was like... There's a part of me where I was like, oh, is it wrong that we're showing like all these guys smoking weed in this house? Is that what... That, not everyone's like that, but I... So I don't know what is honest and real or, you know, I don't know. That's why I thought it was interesting because I was like, I don't, you know... I, you know, that's why I also wanted... I think my brain kept going to, let's just make this a cool Eminem rap battle movie because <laughs> then there's a Rocky and the bad guy. There's a good guy and a bad guy and Rocky wins or ties. And um, like you said, it, it felt like it was going to go that way. And it didn't. It went in a more serious direction. I thought the end was awesome. Like you do get to see her kind of rap on stage. Yeah. At that point, has she already gotten paid? Yeah, I think so. So sweet. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> Every movie entourage was like this or like where like you're real worried about people's financial situations but the characters themselves are usually not worried about that like she had a slight concern about it but it wasn't her her main driving point wasn't i need to get money everyone else wanted to her main driving point was i need to be happy i need to be fulfilled she purpose have a purpose her mother just recently passed away in this movie. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there's another because, theme of like death and and, yeah. and uh, when she finally when she finally goes to her brother and then they find the artwork, you know, like he's he says I've taken so many I can't take this one, and then later when she goes to that convenience store and sees that same art in the window, was it her mom's art? Oh, yeah, well, so her mom was a famous artist. Yeah. Remember her her friend, the Asian guy, had he was like, "Hey, I I oh, can yes. get these back," because he bought them, and it seemed like he bought yeah. them for quite a bit of money. And then it seemed kind of almost like the turning point for her when she went to that convenience store and saw those pictures, mm. you know, painted around the window of like realizing who her mom really was. She was more than she thought she was, like mm. especially with the art. I don't. I don't know if you yeah. felt that way or not. Like that's good. No, yeah, that's good. I, I. I actually probably didn't think about that part of it as much. I was interested in how she chose to display herself because if you look at pictures of her in normal life, she doesn't dress like that mm-hmm. or carry herself like that. So she carried herself very broken and tired and kind of dressed very tired. Just puts her hair up in a thing because she doesn't want to do anything with her hair, like yeah. in the movie. But that's not, it doesn't seem like it's the character. I mean, obviously you're only seeing pictures on the internet, so I don't know. But I thought that was interesting the way she chose to display herself. Because everyone else seemed to think she was attractive, but she didn't find herself attractive. Here's my question. Okay. If you, at your age right now, could wrap 
about the trials of your life, mm. what mm. would your like trials be? You don't need to wrap it. Just tell mm. me what would like what would you choose as your like main theme? Because hers was like hers. I feel like was all over. It was. It was. It was kind of what what happened to her that day is when you kind of. I the really rap. loved the white guy with the bubble butt. No. <laughs> that rap was hilarious. Hilarious. And then you watched during the credits when they showed the clip of her like doing that song. No. In the credits, like she comes out on the stage and does that song and everybody just starts losing it. They think it's hilarious. That's amazing. So what would your I struggle would rap, be? Uh probably like finding fulfillment in your life, being yeah, happy. Like a deep yeah, rap. Deep I know. Well, that's kind of the struggle, man. Making sure you you're never stuck. I right now I think my theme is I'm frustrated with people who aren't, and I, I know this is a generational thing because our parents were like this, but who will just stick with the monotony of life and be unhappy, but don't do anything to change their unhappiness. Like, I think it's a lot of people I know where like, well, I hate this job. I'm just going to do it every day. I'm like, well, don't. But we think we need the things that we think we need, uh, but that it doesn't, you don't have to. You can always, and I know that's a very privileged way to think but I still think it, so. My raps would probably be simple, kind of my everyday life. Of Don't do drugs. Rapping <laughs> Don't about. Don't shoot people or murder. Getting yeah. my kids Don't ready for do, school. Don't shoot people or murder. Picking up my kids. Always be kind dinner. to your neighbor. Do the grass. <laughs> Make sure you shovel your walk when it snows. What about you? What What would you uh, be throwing down a rhyme about? Probably about how your body changes when you after you turn 30 and how mm. you realize you're no longer young. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, my knees hurt. My hangovers hurt more. That one joke with her cracking knees in the movie mm-hmm. was hilarious. Like when it happened that the in the class, like later on, and she got down and cracked and everybody looked at her. I thought that was great. I would probably do one about parenting, too. I do. Yeah. People let their kids walk all over them these days. And it is as I the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, my gosh, just tell them no. See, it's, <laughs> it's real simple, man. No, you just don't get to do that. And you don't get to fight about it. It's just, there's not an option. It's just a no. But people wait till they're too old and they've already spent 10 years telling them yes all the time and, and it's too late. Here's a question. Now, Cinemaiden, you are not 240 yet. I am over 40. I'm just, over 40. 41. Now, hitting that peak, like where she got to the point in her I life like and was like- an ageist question. An ageist question. That's ageism and it's wrong. It's ageism is, and it's Is wrong. there another- you know, you have your careers or what you love to do right now. Like, is there something else you know, like hit like she did? She hit this age and like, you know what? Why don't I try doing um, rap? Hello, skateboarding. I hit thirty and moved to South Korea. Yeah, I hit forty-one yeah, and decided to start skateboarding again, and I'm hurt every day. I hit day. thirty and I was literally like, I haven't done this yet. What the hell's wrong with me? I need to I do hit this. Thir- I hit thirty and moved to Cincinnati. It's no big deal. No, I you hate it. I hate it. I 40 was a thousand times better than 30. I hated 30. Hated 30. Mm, oh, good. Yeah. No, 40, uh, 35 was better. 40 was great. I thought 40 was cool. Okay. 41 has not been great because my health has been crappy because I keep hurting my body because I'm skateboarding and mm. it hurts every morning. And well, it's it, usually good in the afternoon and then it hurts at night again. That's I, like my, my theme. When I hit 40, I mean, I went through that not as extreme as her when you know hitting 40 but you started rapping i didn't rap no but at that time i was a stay-at-home dad with my kids and it was to that point right around 40 that it was like oh i gotta get back into the work world of 
what do I do? I haven't worked in five years. Where do I go? Mm. I'm almost 40. No one's going to hire me kind of thing. And then shortly after, I started this podcast thing. And now you're making millions. (laughs) My name is Brad, and I'm here to say that I'm not watching my kids all day. What? You don't, you don't, I don't actually show you how much we make on Patreon. Millions. I keep it secret. Millions. Yeah. Anything else about the 40 year old version? It was good. I really liked it, though. No, I I did. It's entertaining, too. The Cinemaiden suggested it. I scoffed. But I really enjoyed it. I scoffed also. I as well scoffed. And you guys rated it higher than I did. I know. Have you seen. The 40-year-old version, not the 40-year-old virgin. Let us know what you thought of it. Did you really like it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah. And how privilegey white does this episode sound? You yeah. can also tell us that. Yeah, exactly. Just go to wearethecinemaguys.com and you can contact us from there. All right, let's move into at-home recommendations. Well, how many, how many as have you this guys week? know, um... I could list a whole lot. Three. I mean, we're in, I'm in full on, it's Halloween mode. I've watched 23 horror movies already this month. Oh my God. (laughs) When do you guys have time for this? I don't watch 23 horror movies. I just watch (laughs) four seasons of Fargo. (laughs) I don't Um, have, I don't have this kind of. So I would say Fargo, but the current season that's currently going right now. uh, Not the seasons before it? Oh, they're good, but I talked about them already. But the the ones going right now with Chris Rock (laughs) is really good. It's like the African-American mafia versus the uh, Italian mafia in the early 1950s. It's good. It's really good. Uh, I started, I've only two episodes in to a four-part miniseries, Watership Down. It's uh, Brad's talked about four, but it's a computer animated it has a uh, mr tumness um i love I like him. him anyways it's real. it's like kind of serious but me and archer are watching it's about these rabbits that are finding a new home but it's sad people die and then last you guys probably already know but tuesday night was the season premiere of the bachelorette oh, yeah. and this is apparently the most dramatic season ever oh boy they say that every year but oh, i think they might be right because something happens and she leaves. So she does not finish this season. There's a second bachelorette they bring in to finish these guys off. Like, yeah, finish them all off. Them off. <laughs> I think she started and just left them dry. And She's like, I'm out. No, seriously. I think that happens, man. There's a guy that she really likes from the episode one. And I think all the other guys hate him. And legitimately, so we don't know why, but I think all the other, all of them, literally all the guys are going to go to her and be like, hey, this guy's no good. And I think she says, I don't care about any of you. I want to be with him. And she leaves with this guy. And which that like, and all the bachelors are there like, we haven't been voted off or anything like that. So they bring in a new girl to like fall in love with these guys. Oh, and the oldest bachelorette ever, 39. Oh. Uh, and so that's a big deal. Age is a big deal in this one. They keep saying it. And instead of bringing in mostly guys her age, they're like 26 and 27. Like, like why not bring in people close to her, her age. age? They're not going to get it. But take that 16 years of Bachelor Seasons. All right, Cinemania, I have no, I have no. I've been watching. Shocking. I've been rewatching a lot of Supernatural. Trying to catch You've been watching Supernatural. Yeah, because the Getting final season. The, the final season. season's on right it's now. big deal and for I've all the nerds. And I've been trying to catch up. And then the final season of Shit's Creek just was released, so I've been watching I'm that. I'm only on episode six. So I'm like, on episode four. You're, you're talking to me about 
watching 23 horror movies, but you just you watch a lot of TV shows. I watched a lot of TV shows. So. And I watched a lot of things over again because I don't pay attention to TV a lot. So I do a lot of things while I watch. So I like to play like The yeah. Office. Well, I have two and they're going to be Bloodlust 7 and Bloodlust Your Mom. Close. Very close. The first one is on Hulu and it's an anthology movie called Books of Blood. Ooh, I actually, that keeps popping up. And it's uh, based off of a Clive Barker book. And it was really good. It was really good. I like a good anthology type movie. And the stories did really good weaving them together. Has Britt Robertson in it from Tomorrowland. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. she is. And the other one is on Shudder, if you have the Shudder service. And it's called The Cleansing Hour. And it's washing yourself yeah. for a bit. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually slightly just YouTube videos. Core. Of people it, just like taking showers. I, for some reason, I just like the women ones. But you it, know? it's it 2020. Yeah, it's the women yeah. version. Well, it, it's about uh, a fake exorcism priest who do, has like a YouTube video type thing. But he and gets it's, caught in for it's all a real fake. one. That's right. Yeah, and he and don't a real know how one to do starts. It. He doesn't know what to do. Man, that's good. That's and good. Then it's, then he calls it's really Constantine. good. Well, the thing is, that it's a friend of his that gets possessed. She's filling in for somebody. I'm surprised you didn't say the babysitter too. Uh, I think I oh, did that, that a couple weeks ago. ago. That will do it for another episode of The Cinema Guys. We will be back in a couple weeks with brand spanking new episode. Until next time, maybe we will see you at the movies. One time you watched Brad sleep. <laughs> I mean, he almost got you. He, he almost, almost got, got you. He did wake up when you I dipped Rye his hand when in the he water. was like, "I saw a ghost." You're like, "No, you no, didn't." Nope, but he did. He saw Ashley. He saw me. It was a ghost because I haven't been able to go out in the sunlight. Right, I'm man. Well done. Pale. Well done. Thank you guys. Pranks on us. <laughs> got us. But-